You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Has your faith been lifted already? It's nothing like a Sunday when you're in God's presence. And that presence, that anointing just lifts that yoke that's on our shoulders. Amen. But I want to tell you, as we're not over, the Word of God is still here to challenge us, to shape us, to empower us, so that we can move from where we are to where God wants us to be. Amen. Are you ready for the Word of God? Are you ready for the Word of God? Well, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet, please. This is our custom. We declare the Word of God before we preach the Word. Amen. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to make the declaration? If you're visiting with us for the very first time, you can just follow on the overhead and make this declaration with us. Are you ready? One, two, three. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to his word and I can do what it says I can do. I receive the word with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. As you take your seat, turn to the person next to you and say, your smile looks better than the last time I saw you. Keep on smiling. I know you have a lot of things to be happy about. Amen? Or maybe you're going through some challenges or difficulties, but when you know your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, there's reason for you to rejoice. There's reason for you to be happy. Amen? Hallelujah. Well... This morning, I want to minister a message on, oh, my word. How many times do you hear people say, oh, my word, oh, my word? Are you one of those? Let me see all the, oh, my word people. Hallelujah. Well, one thing that I've seen is that people want to downplay the church, but God is busy building His church. People want to downplay the church, but God is busy building His church. He's coming back for His church. He wants every member to find their rightful place in the church. Remember, God created us in His image and likeness. Everybody wants to embrace the image part, but it's the likeness part that's a challenge, where we have to become like God. Remember, what God values most about you is beyond human comprehension because in our hearts, we are made to be like God. God will use His Word to shape us. Matter of fact, the Word of God has got healing power. It's got salvation power, deliverance power. God uses His Word to shape us, to form us. He uses His Word to form Christ on the inside of us. Very interesting, the Bible teaches us in the book of Matthew. Jesus said, have you not read in the Scriptures that the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone? The Bible says it was the Lord's doing. And it was marvelous. Can you imagine? 
rejection being turned around into something that's marvelous. Maybe you've been going through a season where you've experienced some rejection. This is a, oh my word moment. The stone that was rejected has become the chief cornerstone. What is that area in your life where you feel like there's rejection, pushback? That's the very thing that God will use to glorify His name. God is busy building His church. When God spoke to Peter, He said to Peter, Upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. He said, Peter, listen here, I'm giving you keys. Whatever you lose here on earth will be loosed in heaven. And whatever you bind here on earth will be bound in heaven. Sometimes when we're on this journey of just being a Christian, building God's house, we experience some closed doors. Let me just rephrase it. Who of you, in just wanting to be a good Christian and advance the kingdom of God, have experienced the gates of hell coming against you? Let me see your hand. Why are you surprised? God said this will happen, but He said, I've given you the keys to lock doors, to close doors, to bind things, and to lose things. Turn to the person next to you and say, oh my word, I have the keys, but I've not been using them. Am I talking to the right people here? You know, sometimes you make a decision, you say, I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to go out and do extraordinary things for God. And as you start to serve God, it feels like everything's upside down. Suddenly it feels like things are just not as it should be. Have you gone through a season like that? Well, hallelujah, I'm talking to the right people here. Let me just say this. I really believe with all my heart you'll never reach your full potential if you're not part of a church. Because God is busy building His church. He's busy preparing the church. He wants every member to find their rightful place so that the body can start to edify itself in love. Not the pastor telling you that you are loved, but the body edifies itself in love. You can go read Ephesians 4. Amen. When God is busy building, we should be wise master builders. Use the keys and build wisely. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of 1 Corinthians 3. What do I mean that when my, we say we are building? God is busy building our character. He wants your character to line up with His character. That's why Jesus Christ came. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, oh my word. Sometimes it's tough. 
building a church, building members, it's a big thing. It's a huge responsibility. What pastors teach congregation members can point them to the direction of heaven or hell. That's why you have to be in a living church where everything is viewed in the light of God's Word. Amen? 1 Corinthians 3 verse 9, are you there? For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field. You are God's building. Why a field? Because you have to be careful what you are planting. Make sure that you're always planting seeds of righteousness. When you look at Boaz, a type of Christ, Naomi and Ruth, he dropped extra hands full of seed in the field for her that she could pick up. Your heart is the field where the word gets sown. So we are God's field. We are God's building. Verse 10, according to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I've laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on endures, he will receive a reward." If we have to be honest, many of us for a very long time were building incorrectly. Paul says, as a master builder, I take time to make sure that I build in the right way. I'm not trying to be another person, but the grace that is given to me, according to that grace, I'm building. The Bible tells us here very clearly that a time will come where our work will be tested by fire. For gold to be gold, it must go through fire. Have you maybe since you've accepted Christ been experiencing some fire? Don't think it's strange. Amen? Sometimes there's some fire to show us with what we've been building with. For gold to be gold, it must go through fire. The Bible says here the most important thing is that lay the correct foundation. The foundation that has been laid is Jesus Christ. Have you accepted Him as your Lord and Savior? When you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, He becomes that foundation in your life, a foundation that cannot be shaken. And you can start to build on that foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, saying, build with things that can handle fire. Not wood, not hay, not stubble, but things that can handle fire. If you made Jesus Christ a foundation and suddenly your world was shaken, you say, since I'm a Christian, it feels like everything's upside down. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here this morning. Well, you're on a journey. When you go to Romans 12 verse 2, 
It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It says, be transformed. The Passion Translation says, stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you, but inwardly be transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation. Have you experienced some of that in your life? So very interesting. That Greek word for transformation, it is the word metamorpho, which simply means to renovate, to reform, to bring change. If you've ever been involved in renovating a house, you'll know there's a time and a season where the foundations are there, but you're changing everything on the inside the way that you want it to be. And in that time of renovating, it might just look like chaos. We once renovated a house. Actually, our first house that we bought in Pretoria, we had to fix it up. But as soon as we started lifting the floor, the tiles, we actually saw that the guys didn't put a floor there. Actually, there was one portion outside where they'd built a funny little table. When we broke the table open, there was an engine in there, all rusted up. We could put one and one together what happened there. But sometimes when God is busy renovating our lives, you find some things that you thought were not there. Let me see your hand. Turn to the person that you say, oh, my word. Say, so I think... I'm in the middle of a renovation. <laughs> Turn to the person on the other side, say, just don't stop. Let God finish the work. I think many of us in the past two years have gone through some major renovations. God revealing our character to us. Turn to the person next to you, say, just don't stop. You are God's field. You are God's building. Amen. Look at what the Bible says in 1 Peter 2. Coming to Him as living stones, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. Chosen by God and precious. It says, you know, as you come to God as a living stone, expect a bit of rejection. Why are you doing this? Why are you embracing this? You're a living stone. What is God looking at? God wants to see if you will believe that you are precious in His sight. Family, listen to me. Whatever you've been going through, I want to encourage you this morning that when God looks at you, He only sees success because He created success. He's played success on the inside of you. When God met Peter for the first time or when Peter met God for the first time, he was sitting next to empty nets. But when God looked at him, he saw success. He said, Peter, upon this rock I'm going to build my church. Yes, the gates of hell will come against you. 
but I'm going to equip you, I'm going to empower you, I'm going to renovate you, that you can use the keys that I give you to loose and to bind so that you can go from where you are to I want you to be. Do you know what's the interesting thing? Peter was sitting in despair with empty nets, but God was supporting his position. Whatever thing you've gone through that looks like failure, that looks like an empty net, God is looking at you and he's still seeing success. Turn to the person next to you and say, God created you for success. I mean, just go read Peter's life story, his renovation period. I mean, the one minute he's got a revelation that Jesus is the Christ. The next minute he gets rebuked, get behind me, Satan. The one minute he's walking on water, the next minute he's chopping off a soldier's ear. Aggression, anger. Am I talking to the right people here? The one minute he's saying, God, I'm going to serve you. I'm committed to you. Wherever you go, I will go. I will follow you. The next minute he's denying Jesus. Not once, three times. Family, even when we are unfaithful, God remains faithful. What did God say to Peter? He said, Peter, I'm praying for you that your faith will not fail. Praying for you that your faith will not fail. Remember, Peter, I'm the one who called you. I've given you the keys to bind and to loose. When hell comes against you, Remember, I'm praying for you that your faith will not fail. Turn to the person next to you and say, Jesus is praying for you that your faith would not fail. Family, when you're going through a tough season, a season of renovation, make sure that you continue to build. Continue to build with spiritual things into your life. Coming to church, you're busy with spiritual things. When you pray, you're busy with spiritual things. When you're helping people, you're busy with spiritual things. Successful people take time to make sure they are busy building with gold, busy building with silver, busy building with precious things. Every day when you go to work, you make a decision to either be spiritual or not. When you go to work, you make a decision to build with spiritual things, with gold, silver, precious stones. Because God is busy preparing a sanctuary for himself. Remember, when Moses prepared the sanctuary, most of the items on the inside was gold. Actually, it was beaten gold. God wants us to be a holy people, a sanctuary where you can feel welcome. Sometimes when we mess up, who have you messed up? Who have you said this morning, I'm coming to church, I'm going to get it right, and before you arrived here, you'd messed up. But you're still here. I commend you for that. I salute you for that. Where we are, and where God is taking us, 
that space here in between while we're moving there is called grace. God helping us when we make a mistake, when it feels like our faith is going to fail, when we are going through this difficult thing, know that Jesus is praying for you. When we are unfaithful, He is still faithful. That's the grace of God because He is busy preparing you. Who of you feel like you've been going through a Job season? Let me see your hand. Tough the things that Job went through. Job 23 verse 10, Job said, But he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. Turn to the person next to you and say, Get ready to come forth as gold. Give the Lord a hand. What God has been busy with is building into your character so that you can become more like Him. That when you go out into the marketplace and you start to talk, start to say things, people will hear God's voice upon your voice. People will look at you and say, wow, I knew you five years ago. I knew you a year ago. I knew you 10 years ago. And where you are right now, I can see the character of Christ on the inside of you. That character has been there the whole time. Christ has been there the whole time. But it's until Christ is formed on the inside of us where people look at us and they see the reflection of Christ. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 3, says we're looking into this mirror. We look into the mirror, the Word of God. We are being changed from glory to glory. God wants a holy and consecrated place where you would feel welcome. Turn to the person that you say, oh my word. When you speak, people will hear God's voice upon your voice. Say, oh my word. Family, let me tell you something. God is not just committed to you to be successful, but He will empower you to be successful. That's the promise that He has given us. 1 Peter 4 verse 10 says, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. God not just wants you to be successful, is going to empower you to be successful. Can I give you some advice what you should do? Turn to the person next to you and say, stop comparing yourself to others. He says here, according to the grace that was given to you. God has given you grace to do certain things. The mistake that we make, we look at other people and we want to be like them instead of just being an original Amen? You come to church and you think, wow, if I can only be a spiritualist, that one. If I could just worship like that person. When they are worshiping and they, they lift their hands, it, it looks like they're touching heaven. And you're still trying to just worship God from here, God. Comparing yourself to the people next to you. 
looking at careers. Oh, that one's got it so easy. Things are just falling into place. The worst thing we can do as parents is compare children. Comparing your own children, but then comparing your children to other children. Oh, that family has got the perfect kids. I'm, I'm sure those kids glow in the dark. I'm telling you there's no such things as kids that glow in the dark. Amen? You start to train them in the ways of the Lord. Turn to the person and you say, oh, my word. Say, I've got the keys to help my children. I can lose and I can bind. I'm going to start using those keys. Amen. Children, listen to me. If you've got believing parents praying for you, just throw in the white flag. Just throw in the white flag because God has heard their prayers already. You can fight and go through a Jonah moment if you want, but you'll get back to God. Let me just tell you that. My parents promised me to God as a child, as a baby. God, we give him to you. You can try and run away. I actually highly recommend it and see what would happen. God is still God. He's heard that prayer of a parent praying in humility and sincerity of heart. I'm telling you now, you'll see things will start to change. Amen. In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah prophesied, and he said, the key of the house of David I will lay on his shoulder. That's Jesus. So he shall open and no one shall shut, and he shall shut and no one shall open. He was prophesying and he was saying, there's a time coming when the Christ the son of David will enter into this world and he'll be given the keys and the keys that he have, he'll give it to us. John 17, when he prayed for his disciples, he said, Father, the glory that you have given to me, I've given to them so that the people will believe. The glory that you have given me, I've given them. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. You can go read Revelations, you'll see. When God is speaking, He's not speaking to individuals. He's speaking to a church. Because Jesus is busy building His church. He's coming back for His church. So He's communicating to His church. Look at verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says He who is holy, He who is true. Can you see why God has been busy working in you? He wants your words to be as pure and holy as His. As true as he's. He who has the key of David. He who opens and no one shuts. And shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I've set before you an open door. And no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Family, listen to me. Just because you have little faith, Little strength does not mean that God will not open a door for you. He says here, yeah, because you've been faithful, because you've been faithful, have little strength, I'm going to open a door for you. And the door that I'm going to open for you, nobody will be able to close that door. Can I have one amen, please? Yes, give the Lord a hand. If you're going to do it, give a good hand. Amen.
Turn to the person next to you and say, oh my word, I have the keys. Turn to the person on the other side and say, oh my word, I have the keys. So, doesn't, us, doesn't help us just preaching about it. Shouldn't just preach about it. We should do something about it. Amen? The Bible gives us a promise that the faithful church will see doors being opened. Doors being opened. So right now as the church, please stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to bind? Are you ready to lose? Are you ready to open? Are you ready to close? Let me tell you something. I haven't even gone it, but you can go read. One of the promises that was made to Sarah is that she would possess the gates of her enemies. The one who possesses the gates can say who comes in and who goes out. Amen? So it's one of the promises given to us. When we accept the Lord Jesus Christ and we become part of the promise that was given to Abraham, it's not just to, to open and to close, but to possess the gates of our enemies. Amen. So right now, let me hear you pray. Say, I command every closed door of breakthrough in my life to open in Jesus' mighty name. Say, I command every closed door of breakthrough to open. Breakthrough in every area of my life. Breakthrough in my family. Breakthrough in my career. Breakthrough in my health. Breakthrough in whatever area you need. Just start to declare it. Say, Lord, I command every door that has been closed, every door of breakthrough has been closed to open right now in Jesus' mighty name, Father. We thank you for that, Lord. Open those doors right now in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. So I command the closed doors of favor to open in Jesus' name. I command the closed doors of favor to open in Jesus' mighty name. Favor in my marriage. Favor in my career. Favor in my business. Favor in my family. Favor for my children. Favor for my church. Favor for my family. Favor in whatever area you need. Start to command those doors to open up in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for that. We bless you for that. I command those doors to open in Jesus' mighty name. We command those doors to open doors of favor to open in Jesus' mighty name. And we thank you for that, Father. We bless you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Right now, we close every door of disappointment in Jesus' mighty name. I close every door of disappointment in Jesus' mighty name. We close every door of failure, every door of setback in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And we thank you for that, Father. We bless you for that. Every door of disappointment be closed in Jesus' mighty name. And we thank you for that, Father. We bless you for that in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Sometimes you're going to have to speak to those doors, amen. Can I just touch quickly on unbinding and loosing because sometimes we bind the wrong things and we lose the wrong things if the devil is giving you a headache we know there's ordinary headaches but then there's headaches that are not ordinary if the devil is giving you a headache if the devil is attacking your thoughts it's not time to bind him if the devil is giving you a headache and you say, I bind the devil, then you're binding the devil to you. That's why when you've been battling with thoughts and things, you bind the devil, but you're still battling with the thoughts. Am I talking to the right people here? Don't bind the devil when you should lose the devil. Sometimes we come and we confess and we say, 
In Afrikaans, they say, the devil is lost in my house. The devil is loose in my house. Have you ever said that? Why are you confessing the devil is loose in your house? It means he can go anywhere and do what he wants to. You don't confess that the devil is loose in your house. You loose the devil from his assignment against you and your family and let him go to the pit where he should belong. And when it comes to binding, you bind those children to the will of God. You bind them to the word of God. You bind them to the purpose and plans that God has got for their lives. Amen? Then they are bound to it. I bind those children to walk in God's ways. And if you then want to go fight with God, my children, please take it up with God. Amen. Are you ready for that? When you have arguments and thoughts, the Bible says, take it captive and bring it in line with the mind and the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bind those thoughts to the way that Christ is thinking. And that positivity will nullify the negativity. Sometimes God uses foolish things to demonstrate His wisdom. Amen. Right now, I know you've been battling with some thoughts. You know, if you think it, after a while you'll start to believe it. And when you believe it, you start acting it and you're doing it. So before you start meditating on negative thoughts, take them captive. Right there where you are. Put your hands on your head. Say, I take every thought, every argument, every vain imagination, everything that wants to exalt itself above Christ, His plans, His purposes. I take those negative thoughts captive and I bring them in line with the mind and the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. Every wicked spirit assigned against my family, you listen to me. The keys have been given to me. I loose you from your assignment right now. And I command you to go to the pit, to go to torment in Jesus' mighty name. Every wicked spirit, every principality of killing, stealing, and destroying, I resist you now with the name and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I loose you from your assignment right now. Go to the pit in Jesus' mighty name. Go to torment in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for that, Father. We bless you for that. As we take those thoughts captive, fold their minds with your goodness, with everything that's good, everything that's holy, everything that's pure, everything that will build up, everything that will encourage, everything that will strengthen in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Sometimes, yes, give the Lord a hand. Sometimes when you feel like you're a failure, you know, sometimes even when working with your children, you can think, yes, I'm just messing up. Sometimes you're just fighting with them the whole time. Let me see your hand. Don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. That's why you have to come to the family weekend. Because we don't parent children with laws, but with grace. Because when the law came, sin revived and I died. But sometimes you have to take those thoughts captive and remind yourself, God created me to be a success. God will empower me to be a successful parent. God is here, uh, made the decision that I would, should be the father, should be the mother. And even if you don't know your mother and your father, you've still got God as your father to show you a more excellent way. But God has placed everything on the inside of you to be the best parent for them. You might think, why? That God give me my mother, my father. Don't raise your hand. Because that's what you need to become the best you, to be a successful you. Jesus' father had to be a carpenter so he could be trained in the ways of the Lord. When God looks at you, he can only see success. He created you for success. 
when you're battling with those negative thoughts telling you that you're a failure. Say, I take every negative thought that's lying to me and telling me that I'm a failure. And I bring them in line with the mind and the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. I keep myself bound to the will, the plans, the purposes of God. Let your kingdom come, Lord. Let your will be done on earth here in my life as it is in heaven. Loose right now every blessing from heaven into my life, O oh Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Give the Lord a hand. In the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 8 verse 18, it says, it's God who gives you the power to be successful. Peter, just because you've got an empty net, I want to remind you I still see you as successful because I know what I've planned for you. You've got an empty net. I'm going to fill that net for you. But more than fill your net, I'm going to take you from where you are, a normal fisherman, to become a fisher of men, a kingdom assignment. And I'll empower you because I'm busy building you in as a living stone. Seal our precious Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy, your tremendous grace that you have towards us. Help us to be built in as living stones, O oh Lord. Help us to build as wise master builders with gold and silver and precious stones, O oh Father. And have grace towards us. Let your fire burn and remove all the hay, all the stubble, all the wood, all the things that cannot be in your presence, O oh Father. And we thank you for that. We bless you for that. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Give the Lord a hand. The most important thing is for you to have Jesus Christ as your foundation. So I want you right now to put your right hand on your heart, raise your other hand to him, and pray this prayer aloud after me. Say, Precious Father, come into my life. My situation is beyond human means. I need the Savior of the world to save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth and I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, that he's alive right now, making intercession for all my weaknesses. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me to live a holy life, well-pleasing in your sight, in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. If you've prayed that prayer in humility and sincerity of heart, your sins are forgiven. Your past is over. You've got Jesus Christ as your foundation. Now take time to make sure that you're building the right way. Amen. Find a living church so that you as a living stone can be built in. Make sure that you get discipled. Amen. That your character gets shaped to be more like Jesus. You're not going to get it right on the first try. Amen. Remember, there's going to be some renovation. There's going to be a time where you say, why is this wall broken down? Why is this? Just wait. Everything will be beautiful in its time. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.